This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to share 13 things that you should know before you start selling on Amazon. So we figured out 13 things that we feel like if you are ready to sell on Amazon, interested in selling on Amazon, these are things that you really need to know before you even start. So the first thing is, it's not like eBay, Poshmark, Macari, where you can sign up very quickly. I mean, you could literally on, I feel like those platforms put in your information and you're signed up and ready to start selling. With Amazon, it is completely different. Amazon doesn't want just anyone selling on their platform. You have to fill out a lot of information and then you have to wait for them to approve it. And I remember they used to, and I don't know if they do it still, but they actually would send a postcard that you would then have to get a code and put into the seller account to verify that whatever business address that you use is the business address that you are using. It's going to take some time to set up your seller account, but in the end, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. I know a while back, they also implemented uh, like Zoom call interviews to verify identity and information. I'm not 100% if they're still doing that or not, but it basically all this information is just to let you guys know that they could change things at any time and require a different process um, to start your seller account. So if you think that you're going to want to start selling on Amazon and maybe you're, you know, a couple weeks out or something like that, like just start the sign up process now because like Liz said, Liz said, it's not like an instantaneous thing. It's going to take some time for them to verify who you are and to go through the, the application. The next thing that we wanted to talk to you guys about is that there are actually two different options for when you set up your seller account and what that um, account is going to look like. So you can actually sign up as an individual or you can have a professional account. So two different plan options. The individual account is free when you sign up. The professional account costs $39.99 a month. You can upgrade or downgrade your account you know, as you see fit um, or as needed. But with the individual account, if you start with the individual um, and you want to start scanning products, you might not have all of the available features on like Seller Central. Um, and with the professional account, yes, it's $39.99 a month, but we have found that professional accounts tend to get the buy box much more often than individual accounts. Um, and the professional account unlocks all the features that Amazon and Seller Central has to offer, including being able to sell in more categories right off the bat. With the individual account, if you sell an item, they charge you 99 cents per item. So if right. you are going to eventually sell more than 40 items, that's going to be $40, which is the cost of the professional account. So right. once you get to the point where you're going to sell more than 40 items a month, it just makes sense to upgrade to a professional account because otherwise you're going to be paying the 99 cent per item. And honestly, the way that Amazon works, which we'll get into how they send their payouts if you're not going to sell more than 40 items a month, I would not recommend Amazon as a platform. And now let's talk about the different ways that you can sell on Amazon. 
a lot of people learn about Amazon and they kind of get into whatever way to sell is, you know, how they found out. So maybe you found retail arbitrage and you're going to start that. But there are many ways that you can sell products on Amazon. And these are just some of the ways. So you can do private label, which is what Casey and I do, where we're buying items in bulk. We're putting our brand name on them. We're creating our own products and then selling them on Amazon. That's private label. You can do retail arbitrage where you are going into retail stores. You're finding items where you can scan them. You see that they are going to sell well on Amazon. You can buy them at a low price, sell them for a higher price. Online arbitrage is the same concept, only you're doing it with online retailers. And then drop shipping, which I am not a big fan of. Drop shipping is where you would list an item and then you would have the supplier fulfill it where you're not even touching that product. And I think that's the least common one. If you're interested in it, just Google it. But that's just not the way that I feel like it's good to make money on Amazon. That's just my personal opinion. I've not had any good success with drop shipping. And a lot of people don't like drop shippers. Uh, there's also wholesale where you're going to wholesale accounts and you're buying in bulk items to resell. And then also you can sell via handmade. Maybe you are really crafty. My friend down in uh, St. David, her name's Dana. She sells on Etsy and she sells soaps that she makes. So maybe you do stuff like that. You sell on Etsy and you want to move it to the handmade section on Amazon. So those are just kind of in a nutshell, the different ways that you can sell products on Amazon. You can do a few of them. Maybe you just focus on one, but those are just the ways that you can sell. All right. So in addition to that, there are two different ways that you can sell these products on Amazon. So the first, I'm sure you guys have um, heard of different Amazon sellers referring to this when speaking about it, like on social media, there's FBM and there's FBA. So FBM stands for fulfilled by merchant. And basically we would be the merchant, you know, you purchase the items. Let's say you do retail arbitrage, you purchase the items, you keep them at your house. And then as the orders come in, you are sending them out to the customers. FBA is fulfilled by Amazon. So what that means is you purchase the items. Again, let's say it's retail arbitrage. You purchase the items, you package them up, you send them into Amazon. Amazon sends them out when there's an order from a customer. And then they also take care of all of the customer service, all of the issues, returns, everything like that. So there's definitely benefits to each way of selling on Amazon. And I'll let Liz get into that a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like with certain products, they might do better with FBM. Certain products might do well with FBA. It also has to do with the time of the year. So in Q4, you know, October, November, December of the year, they are buying hot holiday items. And you get to the point where Amazon might reduce how many items that you can ship into FBA because you as a seller are allotted a certain amount of space in their warehouses. So if you're doing FBA during the holiday season, you might max out and not be able to send in anything else. Therefore, you might want to switch your items to FBM where you're fulfilling them yourself. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we cover fees, but both of them have a different fee structure. And with the FBM, when you're fulfilling it, you have to actually pay for the shipping, whether you're buying it through the Amazon shipping where they give you discount. Maybe you use pirate ship. We use ShipStation to fulfill all of our merchant Amazon orders. So there's things like that. So really, it's going to depend on the item, whether you want to ship it out yourself and deal with the merchant or if you want to have Amazon do everything for you. 
And the next thing that I think is very important that a lot of people don't realize, Amazon actually, they want you to have liability insurance. So if you are going to sell over $10,000 on Amazon, you have to get liability business insurance and your policy has to be over a million dollars. And the reason this is you are the seller and let's say you're selling an item, the buyer buys it, something happens at home, maybe it ruins something in their house, then they're going to open up a claim with their insurance and they're not going to go after Amazon. They're going to go after you. So it's very important to have that business insurance. I do know somebody who sells uh, children toys and they actually have to have a lot of certifications to sell those specific toys on Amazon. And they also have insurance in case you know something happens to a child when using that product. But that's something that a lot of people don't realize that you need to have for selling on Amazon is liability insurance. We pay, what is it? I, we pay $27.50 a month for liability insurance, and that's a million-dollar policy. It's just something you're going to need, an expense that you're going to have to pay for, and a lot of people don't realize that. So in addition to carrying liability insurance for Amazon, you're also going to need some software uh, for yourself. So examples of the software could be something like Keepa um, to make sure that you're making good buying decisions, Tactical Arbitrage, Inventory Lab. There are tons of different examples of the software. Um, these are just three that we have both used in the past. Um, and obviously those, they might come with like a free trial of a day or, you know, a week or so, but eventually you're going to need to pay for a membership to be able to use that software. Yeah. I think uh, because Amazon is so data driven, you are going to want software. It's not like with eBay where you can just type in in the search bar, come up with the items listed, how many have sold, get a sell-through rate. With Amazon, you definitely need that software and it's going to be an expense, but it's something depending on, you know, if you're going to do online arbitrage and tactical arbitrage would be great. If you're going to do private label, you're going to want Jungle Scout. And there are so many different softwares out there. If you just Google, you know, retail arbitrage, Amazon software, you'll come up with a bunch. And then the next one we have that people need to understand is don't buy anything to sell on Amazon until you understand sales rank and you can read a Keepa chart. That is so unbelievably important. We've had Matt Bilo sell Heinz on as a guest talking about Keepa and he has his own little Keepa guide course that he has on Gumroad. We'll leave it a link below, but you have to know that. A lot of people that start selling on Amazon ask, what should I sell? Because they don't know where to start. Because look at Amazon. Look at how many items are on the Amazon platform. It's very overwhelming. Where do you start? What items do you sell? So the biggest thing is to understand the sales rank. Now, each category has different sales ranks. Reezy Resells has a sales rank chart, and it shows each category and then what the sales rank is for that category to be one of the top selling items in that category. So his chart will show you the top 5% of maybe outdoors and gardening or maybe clothing or maybe books. So if you know that information, when you're scanning items out in the wild, 
and you find an item and it has a sales rank of 1000, you're going to know if that's going to rank in the top 1% of all items in that specific category. So not only do you need to know sales rank, Keepa, but you also need to know what those sales ranks are per category. And the best way to do that is through the sales rank chart. All right. The next thing that we wanted to make you guys aware of, especially if you're just starting out on Amazon, there are going to be returns and there are probably going to be a lot of them, much more than if you have been selling on Poshmark, Macari, Depop, or even on eBay. Um, your return rate is going to be a lot higher on Amazon. Amazon makes it really super simple for customers to submit a return. Um, if you've ever purchased something on Amazon before and changed your mind or decided that you didn't like the color or whatever the reason was, it didn't really matter. You could return it pretty much for not, a, not there's no hassle involved with returning it. You just have to return the item. Those items will go back into stock or they'll become unfillable inventory. Um, that means that you're going to have to dispose of or pay a fee to get those items back to you. And then when you get them back, you kind of need a plan on what you're going to do with them. Some of them might have a damaged you know, box or damaged packaging outside the item. Um, so you can't, you know, they can't be sold on Amazon. So are you going to try to sell them on eBay? Some of those items probably won't be able to be sold on eBay just due to the nature of the, the actual item. So having a plan in place on what the heck you're actually going to do with these returns is also very important. Yeah. With our returns, we get everything sent back to us. Half of the time, I feel like Amazon gets those products in and they just mark them non- sellable. So therefore in your account, you've got all this unfulfilled inventory. And if you get it shipped back to you, you can kind of go through, maybe some of it is just fine and they skipped over it and you can resend it back into Amazon, or you can sell it on other platforms, maybe sell it at a garage sale. And it's kind of fun to do that because we've had inventory sent back. We don't even sell shoes on this Amazon account. And we got a pair of Nike cleats sent to us. That was clearly not the product that the customer bought. So it's kind of fun to get the returns and see exactly what you will get back from customers. We find it, it's definitely useful because you can get it. You can create a removal order, get those returns sent back to you, and then it's a very, very low fee. And then you can hopefully recoup some of your money because the return, it's already a loss at that point. So why not try to get as much money as you can from the items that you're purchasing? All right. The next thing to think about, which, oh my goodness, so many people out there saying how great it is to sell on Amazon, which it is. Don't get me wrong. I love selling on Amazon, but how you can be sitting on a beach and running your Amazon business from afar and you'd only have to put in an hour of work every day. Amazon not, is not passive income. Let's just get that straight. It's not, that's not passive how it works. Income. That is no. it. <laughs> no. I mean, you are going to put in a lot of effort into Amazon. It's just like any platform. It's work. And I think that's where beginning sellers, they are sold on that idea that they can just ship it in, Amazon sells it, and I can be hands-off with that business. It's not that way. If you're doing drop shipping, maybe you can get to that point, but I do not recommend drop shipping because there's so many risks. I'm not even going to get into it, but there's so many risks that go with drop shipping. Amazon doesn't like drop shippers to begin with. 
It's not passive income. You have to put in the work. You have to find the products. You have to keep feeding the beast. You have to keep building your account up to where it's making more money every single week for you. And it's just something that you're going to have to put the work in. So don't think it's going to be a platform where you're going to start selling and it's hands off and you can run it from anywhere, which you can. But nine times out of 10, you're going to have to put in a lot of work for Amazon to be successful. Yeah. I know like when I started watching YouTube videos, when I first started reselling uh, to gain some information on like different brands and bolos and stuff like that, I would come across, you know, YouTube is big on their ads. So I would come across every once in a while, different ads from people running courses or whatever the heck it was in front of their, you know, Lamborghinis that they probably rented for the the photo shoot or video shoot and how Amazon can be such a passive, you know, way of earning income and um, drop shipping and all this stuff, you know, and yes, it's, you know, you don't have to go to a nine to five job and sit in an office and whatever, but it is most certainly not something that is passive. You have to actively participate in this business to make any kind of money and have any kind of success. So don't let them fool you. All right. So the next thing that you really need to know, especially before you start selling on Amazon is that they don't pay you right away. So Amazon will hold a percentage of your sales in the Amazon um, account level reserve. And those funds are used, they're held back to cover chargebacks and refunds, things of that nature. Because when you first start selling, you're not going to have any funds built up and they don't want to just hope and pray that you'll cover those fees if something does happen. Um, They're going to cover their butts too. So it's especially true for newer sellers until you have enough sales coming in. And those funds can actually be delayed for up to four to six weeks after your first sale. So it's, you know, Poshmark, for example, I, I feel like I always refer back to Poshmark because I feel like a lot of people start reselling on there and they don't hold on to your money necessarily. Poshmark will hold on to your funds until the buyer accepts the item and kind of like rates it or whatever, or until three business days have passed. And then they automatically automatically release your funds. So you know that the longest really that you're going to have to wait is three days to get your money from Poshmark. On Amazon, you know, you might sell a thousand dollars worth of stuff and be expecting to, you know, get some of that money and profit back. And you're not going to see any of it for up to four to six weeks. So that's something that you really need to plan for. If you're starting to sell on Amazon, you have to have the funds set aside so you can keep purchasing inventory um, and keeping other aspects of your business going as well. So you're not relying on Amazon to pay you out to keep things moving along in your business and in your personal life. Yeah, I think people are unaware that when somebody returns one of your items, it's not coming, it's not being re- reimbursed from Amazon. It's being reimbursed from your seller account. That's why they keep so much money there to cover returns, to cover fees, things like that. Otherwise, if you don't have enough money, then they're going to end up charging your card and they don't want to have to deal with all that. So they'd rather pull the money from your account. All right. The next thing to be aware of before you start selling on Amazon is that new sellers are limited in what they can sell. What that means is you will be gated in certain categories, certain brands, and you're unable to sell them until you request approval by that brand. And usually how that works is you would scan an item out in the wild. I always say out in the wild because I think 
you're out in the wild, let's go scanning. But you're going to be in a store, you're going to scan an item. And if that item, you can add that to your seller account, you can add it to your catalog, your Amazon catalog, and it'll be in your account. If you cannot sell it, it will say needs approval, and you have to click on that. And sometimes you can click on the needs approval, and it will auto ungate you and you'll automatically be able to sell that item. Or it will say you need approval by the brand or approval to sell in that category. And then you have to submit additional documents. Brands are trying to restrict who sells their product. They don't want anyone selling their product. They want you to buy from maybe a reputable wholesaler or distributor. So there are ways that you can get ungated, which we'll talk about in future episodes because there is a process. Don't pay to get ungated. That information is out there for free. So we will talk about that in another episode, but there are ways that you can apply to sell in certain categories. You're not going to be able to sell Nike at first. You're going to have to go through a distributor or wholesaler to get an invoice to show that you buy more in bulk than just one-offs from a retail store. You're not going to be able to sell in the grocery or gourmet foods or toys, just things like that. So be aware of that before you start selling that you're going to have to spend time and you might even have to invest some money in getting ungated in the items that you want to sell. So kind of along the same lines is that some brands will restrict who can sell their brand if even they will allow anyone to sell their brand. So you might get an IP complaint from certain companies. Usually if a listing has only one seller or just Amazon on it, um, as the only seller, that is a big clue. So a good example of this would be like as seen on TV. I think they even restrict you on eBay. I don't think they allow anyone to sell their stuff anywhere, um, which is kind of interesting. You know, I, I feel like I should do a little bit more digging around as like why the heck they're so um, strict with their stuff. But, you know, there's obviously hundreds and thousands of examples of this. So just be aware that that could happen. It's not the end of the world, of course. It, it could progress into something a little bit more serious if you continue to try to sell their stuff, even after they've asked you to stop and you know submitted the IP complaint against you. But it's just something to be aware of. And there's also um, there's also a software. I believe it's what is it? IP alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's also a software called IP alert that you can have access to that kind of gives you um, like an ongoing list of what those items are not to sell. All right. And the last thing we have that you should think about before even starting to sell on Amazon would be Amazon is a very high risk, high reward platform. And we're not trying to deter anyone. We love Amazon. It's a great platform, but just to really take a step back and think about all these things that we just talked about in the episode, there are a lot of risk. And I think the reason why people end up getting their Amazon account shut down is they don't take the time to learn about the platform. They have an entire seller university inside Amazon Seller Central. People have YouTube channels about how to start selling on Amazon. Watch Reezy Resell's Amazon videos. He's got a lot of quick YouTube shorts now up that kind of explain how things work, how sales rank works, things like that. But there is a high risk because at any time, Amazon can say, we don't like that you're selling these items. You can't sell them anymore. Or we don't like that you did X, Y, Z. So we're going to suspend your Amazon account. Now they've really improved how they do their seller central support. 
you now have like an account health specialist that you can get in contact and it's not just, you know, opening up a case and having some response that's definitely like scripted and they send out to, you know, all the responses that have those keywords. It's more of like a bot response. But now it's like they they're trying to improve their support, but it is a high risk. But then in the end, it's the biggest marketplace online. And if you can get into Amazon, don't listen to people saying it's saturated. There's so many items that you can sell on Amazon. There's so much potential opportunity. Just make sure that you're doing your due diligence, learning about the platform, learning about everything that we talked about. And we're going to be breaking down some of those things a little bit more in future episodes. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.